We're going to read 8 through 18 to begin with. I want to look at the shepherds this morning. I, I see their, their, uh, honored position here and how God used them. Uh, and so I want to look at the, the message they were given, the command that they were given. I called it the message, the quest, and the story that they have to tell. And uh, what, a, what a night it must have been for these shepherds. And the shepherds in that time were the lower class citizen. They were not well thought of. They were, they were uneducated, generally speaking. Um, looked down upon, and, and uh, so it's an interesting thing that God chose shepherds. Now, they, they had some understanding in, in the Lamb of God and what, that, in, what it meant to have the firstborn lamb and the spotless lamb, and I believe they were out watching the sheep at night because they were, they were there to, to, uh, to get the sacrificial lambs, the Passover lambs, those that were those that were first born and they needed to find them as they were being born and, and protect them and keep them spotless and, and ready for that. So they understood some of this, but um, it's, it's an encouragement to me when I look and see how God used the lowly shepherd and told them they were the first to get to know the, the birth of Christ besides Joseph and Mary. So verse 8 of Luke chapter 2 says, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, good will toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time this morning. Thank you, Lord, for this holiday that we, that we celebrate, Father, your birth. And, Father, the sacrifice of Christ coming down becoming a man, Lord, living 33 years on this earth and dying and being risen again, Father, for our redemption. What a, what a blessing it is to, to have this time set aside for this. Lord, help us to daily be thankful for our salvation. But Lord, help us to keep our focus solely on you through this holiday of Christmas. Thank you, Lord, for our time together. Use your word, Lord. Christ's name we pray, amen. Now, I, I was thinking about it. There's one of, this is one of three most pivotal moments in history. The birth of Jesus Christ. The death and the resurrection, I would say, were the other two. Three pivotal moments in all of mankind. 
so thankful for this story that we have in Luke chapter 2, the birth of Jesus Christ. The magnitude of it is impossible to, to explain or to understand what transpired that night and how it was that these shepherds get to be one, the ones told. And, and this amazing thing, as you, as you look at verse, verse 9, it says, And the angel of the Lord came round about them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were so afraid. I was laying this morning meditating on what it meant for the glory of the Lord to shine round about them. This angel was just a messenger. He wasn't, he wasn't anything more than you and I. Just sent by God to give a message. And as he stepped out into those clouds and he told them what was going on, the glory of the Lord shone. I, I don't know what it must have been. Maybe it was lots of light. Maybe it was lots of color. I don't know. Had to have been something else. I was thinking about that. I thought, this is kind of going off from my message, but I was meditating on it this morning. I wonder if anyone has ever felt that when we were in their presence. I'm a messenger of the King. I don't expect visible, visible glory to be shining around us. We, we know that's not true. But do they feel the power of God? I've been in the presence of people that walked with God so that when I was with them, I felt His presence. It's not far-fetched to think that should happen with all of us. Now, this was a special event. A special event. Lana asked me a little while back. She goes, how did the, only the angels know that? How did they only see this multitude of heavenly hosts? I said, well, God is infinite in all that He can do. And, and He just opened their eyes to this, and that's it. This message was special, can't speak, special for the shepherds. And I love that. That's an incredible thing. The rest of the rest of the world's sleeping, and they're they're unaware of what's going outside of Bethlehem, out on a hillside. So he tells them these things. They give the message. Number one, that is from God. He says, "The angels, the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid." And the angel said, "Fear not, for behold, I bring you great." I bring you good tidings. I cannot read this morning. I apologize. I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. I'm bringing you a message from the Lord. Good tidings. It's, it's, uh, it could be said, I'm bringing you the gospel. I'm bringing you the gospel this morning. I was thinking about that as well. You know, God doesn't exaggerate. God does not exaggerate. When He said these are great, good tidings of great joy, once again, we cannot understand the scope of what he said. I appreciated what Brother uh, uh, Keller said last week, that God holds the water in the palm of his hand. He was explaining the power of God and the, the, the um, ability of God and, and how we cannot understand it. Well, this angel says, I'm bringing you good tidings from God and it's of great joy. So this is... This is the greatest story ever told, and that, and that to me is an understatement. But they're given this, and it's unto all people. I'm telling you something today that is going to change the world. 
My will is that every person that ever walks on this planet hears this story. My will is that every person that ever lives knows the truth of the gospel. And I'm telling you, shepherds, this story tonight. They have great joy and they have a great story to tell. And as I already mentioned, it's, it's to the least among us. I love that God allows us to serve Him no matter who we are. You know, if, we'd a, if, if mankind was going to pick somebody to go and be the first messenger of Jesus Christ coming to earth, it wouldn't be a shepherd. We'd go get somebody in a prominent position that can broadcast it all over the place. We'd get somebody that we thought was eloquent or was, uh, was a people person, somebody that was attractive, somebody that we could see being successful in this. Not somebody that smelled like old woolly oil. You ever smell the oil of, off of a wool of a sheep? It's got a weird smell to it. And it's hard to get off. I used to have to pack wool down into the bags when I was a little kid. I hated it. And to come out of there covered in that oil, it just stinks. Sheep do not smell very good. They're not a very clean animal. We know they're kind of dumb. So the shepherd is, is not an attractive individual. These guys, I don't think they went home before they went to Bethlehem. They went there with haste. I'm thankful that he picks those of us that are not what the world sees, but that he sees what he can do through us. As I look at the shepherds, I see this picture. I thought about, I thought about another shepherd when I was thinking about this, that this morning. David. David was out tending the sheep. And Samuel goes to anoint the king out of the house of Jesse. And the firstborn comes by and God says no. And the next and the next and the next. It's like, well, is there anyone else? I, I thought, boy, how, how rough is it that the dad thought, well, I do have that kid out there watching the sheep. I have one more, kind of an afterthought. I guess we can bring David in. He was not even chosen by his dad. When, when his dad thought of a king, he didn't think of David. Like that kid's out there watching the sheep. He's a ruddy little boy. But God chose him. And he was the greatest king Israel ever had. Used mightily by God. These shepherds were not what we would have chosen, but God chose them and gave them this story. They were given a message. They were given a quest then. And I, I read this and I, I don't see where they were told, you have to go and see the, the baby. They were, they were told about it. This shall be a sign unto you, verse 11, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And then it says, verse 15, and it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, and the shepherds said to one another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass which the Lord hath made known unto us. I was reading about the shepherds this week and, and doing a little bit of studying on them. And in this part of the story on where they, where they went into Bethlehem to find the baby. And some people think they went house to house and they really had to search for it. It might be true. I don't know. I tend to think that the Holy Spirit led them to the child. I, I, I tend to think... The angel gave them this story, and God showed them where it was, and they were able to find the baby. But regardless of that, whether it was difficult or easy, they dropped everything that they were doing, and they went to find the king. 
All of the sheep were just left there in the field. This, this livelihood of theirs, they, most of the shepherds were a nomadic people. And so they, they moved through where the grass was and they kept their sheep where they could feed. But if they lost sheep, that was how they fed their family. That was their life. I mean, that's their livelihood. And so they left it all to go and find the king. There was some sacrifice in this. We don't, we don't hear about it too often, but there's, there's sacrifice in what they did. They were out to find him. I wonder how much we desire to see the king. As I was thinking about that, they hear about the Savior. For unto you born this day a Savior. And there's excitement and there's, there's, there's a desire in their heart to go and find this child and see their king. And so they did what they had to to find him. I feel like in my own life so often, I've known the Lord since I was 13. And you would think that as I walk with him, and it is true, the more I know him, the more I desire him. But if I allow my flesh to have any inroad, I start to lose that desire. I'll, I'll work less to find him if I'm walking in my own flesh. How much have we sought Him this week? How much have we, have we desired to be in the presence of God? That's all they could think about. They left and they went. Psalms chapter 27. Psalms chapter 27. I'm going to read the entire chapter. I love this chapter of Psalms. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. I have one thing that I have confidence in. And there's nothing in this written by David about David, except that his faith is in God. One thing I have, have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after. I have something that I'm going to seek after. He's not seeking success. He's not seeking anything earthly. He says that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. I want to be in the presence of God. This is what I have. This is my desire. And this is what I will, this is what I will put my energy towards. Is to be in His presence. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple for in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. Now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praise unto the Lord. Once again, he's in the presence of God, in his tabernacle. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. When thou saidst, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me, put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. 
Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted, unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. The land of the living is in the presence of God. He talks about the tabernacle. He talks about, I will dwell in the house of the Lord. And now he says, the land of the living. Everything David sought after was the presence of God. That's what the shepherds looked for. They said, let's go. The Savior is here. We just had a direct message from God that Jesus is born in Bethlehem and we're going to go find him. Nothing else matters right now but to go find the king. David says, I had fainted. Life is too much. Unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, in his presence. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. How much do you desire his presence this morning? When there's sin in my life, I don't want his presence. When there's sin in my life, if I'm being selfish, I don't want his presence. It shows me those things. I run from the light. When my focus is right and I look back and I see the sacrifice of God and I think about what all he's done and who he is and what I am, then I'm David. I'm going to run to the land of the living. Take not thy presence from me, O Lord. I need you every moment of every day. There's a desperation in that chapter. Life is too much outside of you, Lord. I I can't handle it. I had fainted. I'm going to fall without your presence. I looked at the shepherds and I just saw a desire to see God. A desire to know Him. When thou said, Seek my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. He tells us to seek his presence. What's our answer in that? Do we say as David? Yes, Lord. Thy face will I seek. I'm looking to you. They left it all and they went and found the Savior. I wonder what, how sweet it must have been. We don't get to see a lot of the interaction between the shepherds, Joseph and Mary, and the baby Jesus. But we know they were there. And we know that they worshipped him. Life-changing event when they, met, when they met the Savior. And then they had a story to tell. In verse 17 it says, And when they seen it, they made broad the saying which was told them concerning this child. Verse 20 says, And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things which they had seen, or heard and seen, as it was told unto them. They made abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. They went out and they gave the gospel. All of a sudden there's some evangelists that were, these shepherds are going out and saying, Jesus is in, in that manger over there. Salvation has come. He's here. You need to turn to Him. You need to go find the Savior. They're not not ashamed of what they know. There's excitement in their life. I've been a 
in church all of my life. I've been saved since I was 13. I, I know I say that all the time, but I'm so thankful for Him saving me. But I can't count the times I've been ashamed of Him. The shepherds didn't care what people thought. And it wasn't lifting themselves up. They were there to give glory to the king. He has come. I must tell someone. They need to know what I know. Day before yesterday, I walked through Walmart. Boy, that was a mistake. I think half of Wichita Falls was in the bread aisle. Walking through and I got my, I, I shop with blinders on. I'm going to get what I, what I have on my list and I get out of there, no matter what store I'm in. Unless it's a gun store, then I can browse. <laughs> but I have my blinders on and I'm trying to get down there just as fast as I can. I want to get home. We're going to have our time with our family and I, I, just, I just want to get there. And, and I can so easily take my mind off of the harvest field. And just get frustrated by them. If you park your cart crooked in the Lawrence Walmart aisle, you should be hung. Okay? <laughs> There's barely room to get two carts straight through those aisles. Well, this is the way my mind works. And I'd been here studying about the king. I've been in his presence. It goes with me. I should tell everyone then. Why are we not broken over the lost? Because I have my blinders on and I'm focused on what I want to do. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 24. Verse 10, if thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. Now we can take that verse out of context and we can use it in the context of faith. We can take it in the context of just walking with the Lord and, and not be wrong. But this context is about being a witness. This context is about being a light. If thou forbear to deliver them that are drawn unto death and those that are ready to be slain. If thou sayest, Behold, we knew it not. Doth not he that pondereth the heart consider it? And he that keepeth thy soul, doth not he know it? And shall not he render to every man according to his works? If I faint in my duty to be a messenger for the king... Because we know the day of adversity is every day that you're following him. I know that Satan is a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. He doesn't sleep. 
His desire is to destroy you. His desire is to destroy me. Or at the very least, to get my blinders on so I'm just focused on what I'm doing. So there's David, adversity is every day. I'm to be a light every single day. If thou forbear to deliver them that are drawn unto death, if thou sayest, behold, we didn't know it. I didn't know this was their last day. I didn't know they were going to die. I don't know their days. I do know they're going to die. I always go back to, to the young man that I worked with for Potter Construction, Mike St. James. That drunk him, got just raging drunk every night. I worked beside him up on top of a metal building for several months. We were at about 10 or 12 feet apart all day long. And I knew that that man was lost. I knew that he was tortured. I knew that he had, he had struggles in his life that he couldn't overcome, so he drank himself in completely unconscious every night. Every night. And I look at it, and I never once told him the gospel. My strength was small. I thought, well, I'll get to it. I'll tell him. I watched that man almost die one day as he almost fell off the structure we were on. He would have went 65 feet down onto concrete. And he managed to hang on. And that wasn't enough to make me think, boy, I need to tell him today. That was the last job I worked for that construction company. I quit them and went to work with my dad and my brother. We had our own construction company. A couple months later, I, I read in the newspaper that Mike St. John's committed suicide. He'll answer for his own actions. We're all responsible for our own actions. But I will answer someday. His blood is on my hands. I know it. And I would have said, I didn't know he was going to die. Because I fainted in the day of adversity. Because I failed to tell him what I knew. When we have met the Master, when we have been in the presence of God... We should be like the shepherds. I'm going to tell everyone for the rest of my life, I promise you, the, those shepherds' grandkids were a little tired of hearing the story. Because it's all Grandpa wanted to talk about. 
I've been in the presence of the king. I met Jesus when he was a baby. I know him. He said, and shall not he render to every man according to his works? God said we're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ someday and answer for those things done in our body. We have the glorious gospel. I can't change what happened in the past. Those things, I can learn from them. We can't change what happens in the past, but we can see, we can look back and say, I failed in that. By the grace of God, I'll never do that again. By the grace of God, when I see someone hurting, I'm going to reach out to them. Because by, according to Romans chapter 1, Paul said he was a debtor to all mankind. Go with me there if you would. We're going to read verse 14 through verse 17 of Romans chapter 1, verse 14. I am debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as is in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are in Rome also. Paul's testimony was, I have a story to tell, and as much as is in me, I'm going to tell it. I'm a debtor to all men, because I know the truth. I am a debtor to the lost. You are a debtor to the lost in that we have the obligation and the privilege to go and tell them of Jesus Christ. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, that is, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Are you ashamed of the gospel of God, Christ? It is the power of God. I, I, I love that verse. You in yourself have no power to redeem. I cannot change an individual, but I can give them the gospel, and that gospel is the unlimited power of God Amen. that can immediately and irreversibly change their life. That ought to excite us a little bit. Man, I can walk up to a lost individual is hurting and club them with the power of God. <laughs> Go into the battle and I'm walking with the power of God. Not in my own strength, not in my own intelligence, but with the gospel. And by faith, just trust Him to, to use us. He used the shepherd I love the story of the shepherds because he gave them this story and they went and spread it all over the place. I don't know how many people believed. They had some people tell them, all right, you guys are crazy. Had a little bit, uh, a little bit too much to drink or something out there on the hill. We know there's going to be those that mock us. But it is the power of God. When I take it, it will change lives. When I give it to someone, it can completely change that individual. Mike St. James could have gotten saved up on top of that steel. Had I not 
fainted in the day of adversity. Had I had this, just the faith in God to reach out and say, can I tell you about my own testimony? Can I tell you why I don't drink and smoke? Why I don't swear? He knew those things about me. If, I'd, if I had only done that, it wasn't in my understanding or in my strength, but the power of God could have changed that life. Are we energized to tell the story? They went and they told everyone, there's a Savior in Bethlehem. He has come. He's here. Not like we thought, but to set up an eternal kingdom. They weren't ashamed. They told everyone. Are you seeking Him this morning? We're here. And praise the Lord, you came to church on Christmas morning. That shows a desire to know the Lord. But you can be here and not seek the Lord. You can be here and have your mind somewhere else. Your priorities can be different. Are you seeking the Lord? He says, if you seek me, I'll be found. If you draw nigh to me, I'll draw nigh to you. Christian, are you ashamed of the gospel? The shepherds probably wore people out, telling them their story. We have a story to tell. It's the power of God. This is the story of Christmas. That He saved me. That He shed His blood on the cross for all mankind that we can know Him. That we can walk in His presence. We need the joy of our salvation restored as it says in Psalms 51. Restore unto me the joy of Thy salvation. Hold me with thy free spirit, then shall I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Maybe we're just cold towards our salvation. Maybe we've, we've gone cold towards the presence of God. We need to ask him, Lord, give me that desire. Let me be the shepherd and give the message. Let me be the shepherd and be faithful to do what you've asked. Let's pray. Father, thank you for our time this morning. Lord, I thank you for all the examples we have in the Word of God of, of people that you've used. Father, by your grace and your mercy, you allowed the shepherds to see Jesus there in the manger, to be in his presence and to know you. Lord, I ask that you would just work to, today in each heart. I know that your will is that each one of us Father, are walking with you, that we're living in the power of God, that we're living victorious lives. I don't know the hearts here this morning. I, I just ask that you would convict if needed and, Lord, draw us to yourself. Let's all stand with our heads bowed and eyes closed. Have a time of invitation this morning. How much time did you...